Welcome to the Rabbit Hole Club, where we're keeping it surreal and talking about all things odd, mysterious, and paranormal. This is show 010. Tonight, I welcome back my dear friend Jennifer Carroll. We're going to talk about spirit guides, where we met ours, how you can meet yours, and all kinds of other weirdness. It's candid with some adult language, so be advised. Before we dive in too deep, remember to visit my Patreon account and become a member so I can keep bringing you fun and freaky shows with colorful guests and amazing stories. It's full of fun little goodies that'll make you go, hmm. Patreon.com forward slash The Rabbit Hole Club. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find all of that on my new website, therabbithole.club. Be sure to like and follow while you're there watching creepy and cool stuff. If you or someone you know would like to share a scare, a personal experience, or anything else odd and unusual, you can call my hotline at 816-514-5084. Leave a message there or send an email to submit at therabbithole.club. I'll be happy to do an interview, play your message on the air, or read your experience to my listeners. And now... On to the show. Here we are again tonight with my dear friend Jennifer Carroll. And tonight we're going to be talking about spirit guides because it's time to talk about spirit guides. Okay, Jen, thank you for being here. I so appreciate it. You're welcome. This is such an abstract and odd topic to broach. So I'm really happy to be doing it with you. (laughs) There aren't very many people on this planet who communicate openly with their spirit guides and know that that's what they're doing. You are one of the very few people who can relate to me on this. Yes. So we're going to talk about the spirit guides that we have and how to connect to your own. And uh, maybe you already have, so we're going to help you identify what that's like and maybe that's what's going on in your world. So let's start with um, when you were a little girl is when you met your spirit guide, your primary spirit guide. You want to tell us about that? Yes. I have actually been in touch with my spirit guide my entire life, although I did not know or realize that that's what it was. Right. Until I hit my early 20s. Okay. The first time that I actually remember Penelope, because that is her name, Mm -hmm. I was in sixth grade, and um, I was being bullied. Um, There was a a couple of girls that I had some classes with that were constantly teasing me and making fun of me. Mm -hmm. I I would start responding with, well, Penelope says. Oh, (laughs) And at that point in time, and they would kind of laugh it off, and like my friends, we'd kind of laugh it off. And at the time, I thought, it's just an imaginary friend. Right. Because, you know, these things would happen, and, and as, you know, a 12, 13, you know, 11, 12-year-old girl, that time is hard. Right. Just period. Um, no uh, pun intended uh, yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, these girls were, were, were being mean. And I literally would have a voice in my head, Penelope, that would be like, they don't mean anything to you. What they're saying isn't true, you know, and and she would tell me these things. And for me, I thought it was just me making it up in my head. Right. Because my mother raised 
strong daughters. Right. You know? Yes, she did. So I went through probably, uh, you know, my sixth grade, majority of my sixth grade year with Penelope, um, my imaginary friend. And then, as happens with most people who have gifts, or a lot of people who have gifts, you hit puberty and the gifts calm down. They kind of wane. They kind of wane. They aren't as strong because you've got so much other stuff to deal with as a teenager. You don't need to deal with that, too. Right. <clears throat> then they usually come back in your early 20s. Right. And that that's not, <clears throat> that's not consistent with everybody. It, Some people actually come into those types of abilities in they, their teens. Yeah. But by and large, and that's the way it was for me as well, I, I kind of waned course I had a I was raising a family in my late teens I had a lot of trauma <laughs> in my early teens not to mention puberty <laughs> and the puberty of my siblings you know all of these things going on so for me it was the same I had a lot of things that went on during my teenage years but I wasn't as connected with my guides as I was in my early 20s on Mm-mm. so I hit my early 20s um, it was probably about my sophomore year of, of college, and I, I came across a guy who was not a positive person. As with everything, um, this side of the world has a dark side and a, and a light, a positive and a negative. A yin and a yang. Yeah. I look at it as dark and, uh, as the dark and the light because I'm a Gen Xer who was raised on Star Wars. So, <laughs> <laughs> And this guy was definitely of the dark. I am and always have been somebody of the light. Right. But he was trying real hard uh, to pull me to the dark. And at one point he actually admitted that that was his... He was sent, and that was his goal. Wow, he was recruiting He was recruiting me to pull me (laughs) to the dark. And Penelope came out really strong. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! I'm here. Um, And it wasn't just Penelope who showed up. Uh, My other spirit guide who's been with me since then, Angelique, showed up at that time too. And it was one day I was walking down the sidewalk, and I was, like, thinking about these things and having this conversation with Penelope when I finally realized, hey, this conversation that you're having in your head isn't just you, you talking, talking to, to yourself. yourself. These responses are not coming from you. Right. Um, they're coming from your spirit guide. Right. Penelope. I then had uh, an experience with uh, another friend of mine that we kind of had gotten to talking about these type of things and I actually started he started asking me questions and I started channeling Penelope oh Uh, that's the only time ever that I channeled oh wow and And, it was your guide and it was my guide and she was answering questions and she was answering questions that I didn't necessarily know the answers to right like she told him that I was named after the Swedish opera singer Jenny Lind I didn't know that Oh, wow. You know, just just different things. Then I went back and was telling my mother about this happening. Mm -hmm. And she's the one that told me, well, that's true. I did name you after Jenny Lind. Wow. And I told her about Penelope, and she was like, huh. She was like, yeah, when you were little. Because my sister is four and a half, almost five years older than I am. Right. So she started kindergarten pretty much 
right after I was born. Uh So I spent those pre-kindergarten years with her at school and me playing at home by myself. And my mom was like, you know, you used to always talk and play with the Penelope (laughs) 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 when when you were little. Wow. So Penelope has been with me my entire life. You know, my guides have been as well. I remember whenever I was very little, I mean, like, I have memories of myself from before I was born, which is really bizarre, I know, but it's true. I would talk about these things I remembered, and my mom would look at me with her eyebrows all raised, and she'd say, I was pregnant with you when that happened. (laughs) But when I was a little girl, I remember having several different personalities that were always around me. We played together, we talked together, I would open doors for them. I remember this stuff. And my mother and my dad both, they were so patient and understanding because very often times these individuals would tell me something. I'd come running in the house going, Mom, Elvis is on the radio. And she's like, no, he's not. And just about that time, Elvis would come on the radio. Well, they told me he was going to be on the radio, and I came in to listen. You know, just really weird things. Or so-and-so is coming to visit, and my mom's like, no, they're not. And they pulled up on cue. You know, just, just weird shit like that has always been my M.O. When I was about... Mm, I guess I was probably about 20 or 21 years old. I had two kids and one on the way, and um, I went to a spiritualist church. And I remember reacquainting myself with my guides on this one particular night, and it was the most joyful thing I can possibly express. I will tell you this, I have never had a guide, I've had one guide that I could call by name. The rest of them have never really given me a name. Now, every now and then, I will have like a situational guide come through or a guide who's only there for a limited time or a a particular lesson that I need to learn or that they need to learn, and they will give me their name, but that's it. My regular guides have no name, and I have often wondered, okay, are they spirit? Are they ancestor? Are they aliens? What are they? And my guides tell me all of the above. (laughs) Well, and, and part of it could be that they've never been on this plane. That's very possible. The only... The only time you get a name is when you're actually born into the physical plane. That's right. One of the really interesting things that Angelique wants, because because that night that I channeled Penelope, I also channeled Angelique. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the interesting things that Angelique said was, when Jennifer is the way she is, I am the way I am. When I'm like Jennifer, she's like me. Oh, what? Which to me says that Angelique and I switch back and forth between the physical plane and being the guide. So that when I'm on the physical plane, she's my guide. And when she's on the physical plane, I'm her guide. Oh, well, that makes all kinds of sense. (coughs) So. Oh. So it could be that some of your guides have never been on. This plane? The physical plane. Oh, that just totally So they've never been given a name. That doesn't surprise me at all. Although I have to say, I've never come across a guide that 
wouldn't give me a name. They've never, and I've asked. And to be honest, although I may be pushy about it, because sometimes if I'll be like, what's your name? And they'll be like, if they'll be, I'm like, well, I'm just going to call you. I give them names. Okay. <laughs> a lot of times. That makes sense. So I, basically, that could I be just, part of it. <laughs> yes, it could. Basically, I call them whenever I need them, or they pop in whenever they know I need them. And they don't always present themselves with a name it's just all of a sudden in my face in my head in my ear yes now when it's my mother because my mother comes through an awful lot and she comes through in my dreams and I consider her a guide for me um, she always comes with a smell or a smart ass remark something funny something something warm and fuzzy something that reminds me of my mother but what my guides have told me over the years is that I have a lot of guides that switch out, as we all do. You do. And that they are learning from me as much as I am learning from them. So it's school for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, <clears throat> I don't, I have had guides who have come and gone, but not that many. Right. Part of that is I have three that are with me constantly. Right. Uh, Penelope, Angelique, and then I have a guardian. Okay. Most people will call her a guardian angel. Okay. She does not necessarily talk to me. Um, she's very high, high, high on the energy spectrum. She vibrates. So she vibrates high and hard. really high and hard. So the few times that she has tried to talk to me, I usually get a headache. Oh, wow. Because her vibration's a little too high. And, you know, they have to lower their vibration to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't, she also doesn't get close. She is usually, when she is, the closest that she normally gets is probably 30 feet in the air. Oh, wow. The closest that she's ever gotten to me was to, basically to protect me. Yep. And it's usually just close enough so that she can touch me because she literally has a sword, so that she can either touch me with the tip of the sword or touch whatever's bothering me with the tip of the sword. Interesting. To, to get it to go away. Uh, I have had others that have come and gone. I had, during that time when I was uh, in college, when that <clears throat> negative little gentleman was around, there were some other people that he had kind of latched onto, and one guy, actually, he did get pulled over to the other side, Another girl, it was just kind of a temporary thing. She's A-OK -okay now. But I had a lot of things come at me. Yeah. I had a lot of things sent at me. I hate it when that happens. Um, and so I had to learn pretty quick how to uh, build shields and protect myself. And Penelope and Angelique and um, Belinda were there to do that. Uh, but there were others that were there Right. Uh, at that time that uh, one of them being my great-grandmother right 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 that were there that were there to protect what I find for me that I do and it's part of what I meant to do it's mm -hmm. part of why I'm here is I can talk to and communicate with other people's guides yes you do and a lot of what I'm supposed to do is help others connect with their guides. Right, which is really important. You know, it's, it's so common in today's world 
for people to hear voices in their mind and think that they are going crazy, they are schizophrenic, they need to go on meds, uh, specifically in our culture here in the United States. Uh, other cultures worldwide know that's a sign of a particular type of person who's in touch with spirit and that they need guidance and they need to be educated on what's happening to them. They need training. They need training. That's right. And that's what they do with them. Here in the United States, we call them psychotic or uh, schizophrenic and we dope them up. Unfortunately, yeah. And a lot of that, and I'm not going to say that all people who hear voices in their head are connecting with their guides. No. Some people really are crazy. Yes. <laughs> and some people have bad things whispering in their yeah, ear. Yeah, some people have, uh, because I've I, I've had them try to do it to me. Right. In, uh, it'll, it'll be a, a negative entity trying to connect, pretending to be a guide. Yep. Um, I'm really good at being like, don't, they don't really try that as much with me anymore. Uh, because I've gotten really good at being, no, you're not. You don't feel right to me, man. Get away from me. I, I also <laughs> have a tendency that when things like that come at me to just shower them with love. Yes. Because they can't take it. That's right. Because there is <clears throat> no weapon stronger in this universe than love. No. It'll take no. a demon down in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I uh, During that same time that all this happened to me in college, I, uh, one of the things that was sent to me was this, this dark little guy that was, any time I was not in my parents' house, this little thing would sit just to my right and was constantly... Trying nyet, 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 to, nyet. to come at me and 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 bug me and make me feel bad and you know all these things, it could not go into my parents' house because your mom is a badass. Yeah, because my mom had the house blessed and warded. Right. Uh, it would then sit out the close outside the closest window. Right. <laughs> Did your mom ever ask you about this? No. Um, my mom, I don't know that my mom ever, uh, while my mom is strong, um, and is very sensitive, she blocks a lot of it, so that my sister does too. Right. Um, it's scary. So that they don't necessarily always feel everything that's around them. Right. I asked my mom, I told my mom about it and asked her about it one time. Okay. And that's when she told me about blessing and basically warding the house. Okay. Um, that nothing can get in their house. So she knew the potential was there. She knew how to protect herself and her yeah. family. And she has always done that. Our houses, any house that we've ever lived in, she's always done that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, she then taught me how to, how to do it. Um, and because I wasn't quite as strong at, at doing that as she was, we ended up using the 91st Psalm. Uh-huh. Um, as scrolls, and I spent a good 20 years of my life having that scroll rolled up and over every single window, mirror, and door in the house. <laughs> Which works. It does. You know, when we do a cleansing on a house, that's a lot of what we use are the, the 21st Psalms, 
the 91st Psalms, the Lord's Prayer, all of those things, and some good old-fashioned Native American chanting. Yeah. It works very nicely. And I listen to my guides. <laughs> yes. So empathy, let's talk about that for just a minute, because that really does tie into the guides. It does. So empathy is the ability to not only feel for yourself, but you also feel the emotions of every human being, animal, and entity in your near vicinity. And you take those feelings on as being your own until you learn that they're not. Yeah. So that's, and it's really helpful whenever you start tying into your guides to understand your own empathy. Yes. Um, it took me a long time because I'm extremely em em uh, empathic. Yes, you are. Um, and it took me a long time to figure out when it was me and when it was someone or something else. Yes. Um, and then it took me a long time to learn how to block it. Yes. Um, because if you're extremely empathic and you don't learn how to block it out, uh, you can literally go crazy. Yep. So, and, and another thing to learn is to, to learn the difference between your own and what is being pushed on you. That's right. <clears throat> I have a very strong connection with my mother and my sister and my two nieces. Yes, you do. To where if one, actually we all have a strong connection, to where a lot of times if one is feeling something, then they all feel it. We all feel it. Uh, but at that same time, uh, that connection that I have with my with my family uh, is similar to the connection you can have with your spirit guide. That's right. So learning how to differentiate between this is me or that is something that's coming from my spirit guide uh, is important. Yes, it is. And sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's kind of like a hammer. It's that ability to, to feel the difference in the energy yes it's all about the feeling it's all about the feeling that's something yeah. that I had to learn a long time ago and I'm still learning however if somebody walks into the room they don't have to say a word and I can tell you how they're feeling yeah good bad or indifferent yeah I can too and that's part of being an empath so, yay for empathy. More people need to understand it. The world would be a kinder place. It would. It would very much. With that, I think a lot of people who are right at the edge of connecting with their spirit guides um, sometimes can come a little overwhelmed. Yes. With what their, their spirit guides are sending at them. Especially if the spirit guide has... A very important specific message that they need to get across yes and the person isn't getting it oh boy do I know that one and and there are times that if that happens enough then the spirit guide will actually go to someone else like me and be like you need to go to so-and-so and tell them I'm trying to get through to them and they're not listening yeah, to me they're not listening to me um, Colleen's that actually happened with Colleen's son yes it did um, <laughs> He wasn't listening, and so they came to me, and then um, he and I sat down, and we had a, a long conversation, and, you know, what he took from that is what he took from it. 
his spirit guides are really super strong. Um, Boy, howdy. Uh, there's only one of his guides that I can actually communicate with. The rest of them give me a headache. Um, I've actually had some of his guides to tell me, butt out. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, gui- his guides are funny. Um, yeah, they, they're they pretty... Uh, they have Potent. They are. They're pretty potent, and they pretty much have it set in their head what they think should be happening. But that or if the rest of us aren't following along, that's, they're also not happy yes. about that. <laughs> no joke. Like I said, I've had them tell me to butt out. Not my business, butt out. And it's like, no, that's my son. Don't tell me to butt out. No, really, butt out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, they, oh, they mean it. Um, but, but you know, that's, that's not the first time that I've had somebody's spirit guide come to me and say, hey, I need you to go go talk to this person. Right. Um, or even come to me and say, hey, I need you to help this person uh, connect. Right, yes. Yes, because it's so, it's vital by everybody just make no mistake about this every living human soul on this planet has their own spirit guide or guides every single one of us that doesn't mean that you're in touch with them but life is such a much bigger pleasure when you are and to be honest you don't necessarily have to be in touch with them to for them to help you and and for them to guide you that's right um because there are sometimes when when things will just happen in life and and things have been hard and then suddenly they start getting easier it's because your guide stepped in and they're helping that's right i i actually suggested to colleen that we we do a show on spirit guides yes you did because my spirit guide came to me and said you need to do a show on spirit guides because there's somebody out there that's going to hear it and they really need to that needs to hear it so that they can connect right so this is how you connect the easiest way is you just you kind of have to center yourself just breathe find some quiet space yeah be quiet be in a very quiet space with no distractions just kind of breathe then get to a point where you're just kind of feeling your breath kind of like meditating and then start kind of feeling the energy around you right your spirit guides usually sit either to your right or to your left rarely rarely are they right in front of you or right behind you if they are right in front of you or right behind you it's because they're protecting you from something that's correct so the easiest way to do that is just to take your hand and you just start at your shoulder and just push out to the side until you feel a change in energy. Sometimes that means it's a temperature change. Sometimes your hand will just start tingling. Sometimes it's just almost like you feel like a breeze has gone through your hand, but there's no breeze in the room. Or even a pressure. Yeah, or there's a pressure pushing back on your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your spirit guide. Once you do that, and you, you can feel them and you know that you're, they're there, then you can pretty much say, okay, I am open to you. Come to me and tell me what you need to tell me. Now, they will do that in one of two ways. Usually, if it's the first time, they're going to come to you in a dream. Yes. They'll come to you in a dream and and communicate with you through dreams because that's actually the easiest way to communicate 
to you, especially people who aren't quite as open right. mentally to it. The other way that they'll communicate with you is just they'll just send you thoughts into your head and you'll have thoughts in your head that aren't necessarily your thoughts. They're not bad thoughts, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily something that you would normally think. Right. Um, or a language that you wouldn't normally verbiage. Like, sometimes they say things to me that uh, I wouldn't necessarily put that way, but it makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, depending on what they were in their last incarnation, they may have an accent. Yes, I've had some with accents. Colleen actually has one that has a Jamaican accent that just came recently (laughs) um, that I kind of accidentally ran into. He's a cool little guy. But yeah, sometimes they'll have an accent. Sometimes it'll just be a feeling. Yes. A feeling of, okay, that's what I need to do. Or Or, don't do that. Okay, I don't need to go there. Or this is the way I usually go home from work. I need to go this way instead. Right. We've all had that. I don't know why I went that way, but golly, I'm glad I did because there was a humongous wreck and I'd have been right in the middle of it. Yeah. That's, you know, usually a guy. Yep. Sure is. I have, I, I remember whenever I was divorcing my first husband, which was such a horrible, hard thing. And um, I, I went to court. My, my attorney told me that I didn't need to be there because they were going to try and do a continuance again. And we were talking about the custody of my three children at that time um, and getting him out of our lives. It was a bad situation and when I got to court because I told my attorney I was like are you kidding we're going in front of the judge I'm absolutely gonna be there you couldn't hold me off with horses no so I went and my mom and dad went with me and whenever I got there my guides told me look around take a good strong look this is the last time you'll see the inside of this room and I was like oh whatever uh, whatever because I knew that my soon-to-be ex-husband wasn't even gonna be there he was working that day his lawyer was there to get a continuance so they called our name and my attorney and his attorney went up there and they both asked for a continuance and the judge for whatever reason met my eyes and I just looked at her and I mouthed the word please And she said, and where is Mr. (laughs) What's-His-Face? And his lawyer said, he's currently on the job, Judge. We were just here to ask for a continuance. And the judge plonked a phone up on the bench. And she said, you call him and get him in here now. We're going to finish this today. There are children involved. And by golly, that was the last time I saw the inside of that room. And um, I got my divorce that day and custody of my children. I didn't believe my guides, but they were dead on. <laughs> yeah, there I, there have been a lot of times that, that my guides have told me something. And I'd be like, are you sure? Being the skeptic believer that I am. Right. <laughs> um, I'll be like, yeah, right. And then sure enough. Sure enough, there it is. I was like, well, oh, crap, I should have listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen better next time, I promise. <laughs> because even though they're there to guide you and, and they will tell you um, wonderful things and sometimes not wonderful things, 
we as the wonderful creatures that we are have free will and so it is up to us to choose whether to listen to what they're telling us or not to that's right and even though i am someone who who is strong with spirit guides and have been around spirit guides my entire life i still sometimes choose not to listen and yep. then i'm like well crap <laughs> i should have listened yep i should have listened i'm guilty of that too um yeah they sure enough told me to stay away from my ex and i should have listened because he turned out to be a narcissist so <laughs> yes and what's the one thing about telling a narcissist that you can't tell a narcissist that they're a narcissist, narcissist. because they're a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we covered a lot of a lot of area here. And of course, if you have your own spirit guide stories, feel welcome to let me know. I would be happy to hear them. I'm always happy to hear spirit guide stories. Uh, if you would like more information on how to connect with your spirit guides, you can hit me up in email, submit at the rabbithole.club or you can call our hotline at 816-514-5084 thank you jen that was fun and oh so needed <laughs> you're welcome a lot of times uh people don't call spirit guides spirit guides they'll call them guardian angels yeah so if you feel like you have a guardian angel then that's also your spirit guide that's my show for this week Special thanks, as always, to my amazing family and my wonderful boyfriend for getting this project off the ground and indulging me down this crazy rabbit hole. Next week, I talk with Michelle Cooper Staley about her haunted antique shop, Granny's Attic and Antiques, and our investigation there. Don't miss it. That's a creepy one. Thanks for listening, and keep it surreal.